possibly sink them. And that's just not reality. Here's what happens. Um, just like when you're three years old or four years old and you're old enough to touch the stove, uh, you only got to touch stuff once and you only got to touch it for a very short amount of time to know that it's not right. And so sometimes when you make these decisions, you will know immediately that they were the wrong decisions. You'll be able to retract, adjust course, and then move forward. All right. But you cannot paralyze yourself overvaluing your current situation and undervaluing what your life could actually look like. Because if you do that, guys, what's actually going to happen is when you're 10, 15 years down the road, if you decided that it wasn't worth going after, you're going to look around and you're going to say, well, fuck, what would my life look like if I actually had went after that? And then that's going to cause regret. That's going to cause what if. It's going to cause uncertainty. And what it's eventually going to cause is frustration, unhappiness, and lack of fulfillment in your life. You're going to feel like you wasted shit. So whatever it is that you that, that is in your heart, whatever it is that's in your mind that you're saying, dude, I, I could do this. I know I could fucking do this. I know I can do this, but I'm not sure if I want to put in the time or I'm not sure if uh, it's going to be worth the effort or I'm not sure if I can actually finish this thing and you start having all these... Dude, you got to push that shit out of your mind and you have to remember that the only way mountains are fucking climbed is one foot at a time. And if you're not moving in the right direction... You guys can uh, listen... To the rest of that, that's episode 114, How Winners Think About Risk, Real as Fuck with Andy Frisilla. So a couple things um, that I took, uh, just taken out of that 30 seconds a minute. Um, overvaluing your current situation. We can I'm, Maybe we'll just go on these points and we'll, we'll talk about them from there. Um, knowing... It doesn't take long before you know if something's right or wrong. Like, you have that feel for it. And just look, like, listening to things, like, watching successful people and how they think, act, and carry themselves and the steps that they took to get to where they are. I think, well, going off of that, I guess we'll start with, that's what following people like Andy has made my decision so much easier because mm-hmm. yeah you know what I'm, you know what I'm getting at like mm-hmm. if I didn't have that mindset from watching other people and listening to other people who have succeeded by basically going through the same process that I have like leaving their current situation behind yeah it can be comfortable at that time but then you you have to get into that uncomfortable position by leaving that comfort zone and i, I think it, it is just so much easier to do because i've just i've studied people like that and like it led it led me to where i am now and i'm like i don't think i would have made the steps that i've made the past week if i didn't if i didn't really like believe in those people and like it's not just him. It's other, like there's just a track record of people that we follow that have done something similar. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of you get that uh, not validation, but you get that like comfort in knowing that it's worked for other people. You're not yeah, just like yeah. You're. I mean, you're crazy because you're going against the norms, but 
that's the shit you have to do to get to like where like I want to be or like, yeah. But I think ultimately deep down you know. Yeah. So then you going on to that point, happy. going back yeah. onto that point too, like you know right away if this is something you got to do or you know. But there's so many people that overvalue the current situation they're in, thinking that they have it so good because of the health care, the benefits, the paycheck, whatever it is, but they're not truly happy doing what they're doing. I've ran into so many people in the last three years that show up every day and hate coming to work. They hate it. Mm -hmm. I have noticed just in this one week, like, one, I'm not around people like that. They're not negative towards it. They enjoy what they're doing. That makes it easier on me. Want the, the positivity, the fact that they like doing what they're doing. So then they want to teach it. Well, then I want to learn the stuff. So they're more likely to show you and like take the time to help you. Didn't really have, like once in a while had that where I was working, but it wasn't often. Like, And I'm grateful for the people that actually do that. So if you're in a situation where you're working with guy, you get a younger guy or somebody that has no idea what's going on. Take that time to just help them learn what, what's going on, understand the process better. Cause I think you're going to start enjoying the work that you're doing a little bit more too. And you're going to be helping them not only do better at their job, but it makes it easier for them to come to work and, and the environment. And it's just so much better for all of you. Yeah, just, well, like, I think we've, we've talked about it. I know, like, Andy and Seth and all them guys talk about it, how just that negative mindset and being negative, it's so cancerous to, like, not only yourself, but everybody else around you. You and know what I mean? So and shitty, it's so shitty, dude. Like, it's just, it's literally a mindset shift. Like, I saw today a quote. 90% of the problems you have in life, it's literally your mindset towards things. Yeah. I don't I don't know how many times we have to say that or like tell our tell our friends that or just people you run into. I got to tell myself that. Yeah, I know. You have like you have to. I have to tell myself that every single day. But it's like you have to believe that. And once you start to believe that, that's when you start seeing changes. Like you've noticed that in the last 90 days just yeah. from yourself. You just change the way you're thinking about things. Your family starts to see it. Your friends start to see it. Your coworkers are going to see it. Hey, man, like, what are you doing? Like, you are just telling me one, one of our friends or whatever was coming up to you and telling you how much they enjoy listening to the podcast because they know they need some sort of changes in their life. Yeah. And we said that from the beginning. All we want to do is just help one person, one person at a time. And... Well, ultimately, I started this to help myself. Okay, then, yeah, then it, yeah. Then it kind of was like, well, if I can help myself... I'm sure some, but somebody can yeah, get exactly, something from exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. And that is huge because I've, I've noticed that. I, that's also another point that I'd like to bring up. By us, buddy, go lay down. By us doing this, it holds, it holds ourselves, we hold each other accountable. We hold ourselves accountable for it. And that's to show up and do it, try to do an episode every week. But the stuff we talk about, we do. We put it into practice. We're not just talking about it. And I think that is a huge thing that people may have seen in the last couple of years from us or like we always have talked about certain, like we've always talked about wanting to do this or like, oh man, we should really do that or just like sim simple little things. But then it's just a thought, like we never put it into practice. So an example, 
we just had a friend over not too long ago here and they i hope i hope they do this i hope he said he wants to start listening to our podcast and i hope i hope he does and i hope he finds enjoyment in it but he said they wanted to start live streaming on twitch when they're playing um rocket Rock, rocket league right yeah rocket league and we me and jay both said do it like we didn't even think of you know just do it like yeah those are one of those things where you talk about you're like oh it'd be cool if we did it or like it's not even it's literally for your enjoyment it's like you're gonna yeah. be there playing anyways just take that extra step and do that like other people are gonna find interest in that like there's if you have it's it's weird like if you think that you're the only one that has this common interest in something with a buddy, like there are so many other people out there that want to do the same thing you're doing or like, they're like, look, like they're doing it too. Like we should have been doing this years ago. Like we talked about this two years ago. Mm-hmm. We talked about doing a podcast for years and then HWMF comes out with the podcast. Two fucking dudes, like just jagaloon guys. Like they just, they just bullshit all the time. But like, their whole principles are work work hard at everything you do, be a good person, be good to the people around you, and just keep pushing yourself every day. That's the same shit that we wanted to talk about years ago. And it it finally took like to see them do it and like listen to their background where they're just two average dudes. And they're like, Let's start a podcast. Well like it- that was it. Like yeah, their whole, it's all we their whole business started like that. Literally, they blew up their business from doing the podcast. They were already like they already had the business going and stuff, but yeah, I get exactly what you're saying how they started the business by like, dude, let's just get together and mm-hmm. that's what you mean, right? Yeah. It's something that simple. Like if you just start recording, doing a couple episodes a month or whatever, one little by little, how people will just start catching on to it and like enjoying it. You don't know what's going to happen. Like it's a snowball effect. It really is. It could take years, but it's a snowball effect. You just mm-hmm. have to hold each other accountable. If it's something you really care about, go after it and do it. Who gives a shit what anybody has to say? Our first episodes absolutely sucked ass. We were using a phone to record. Like yeah. it was just stupid. We look at it with like, even when we had the mic set up, it just we couldn't figure it out. It just sucked ass, but we didn't stop. You just keep on trying it, keep on trying it. I wouldn't say we're there yet. No, we're, we're not. We're but closer. it's but like we said before, one person at a time, dude. And we're we're already getting that feedback, and it's so much easier to come out and record the next one because mm-hmm. it's just one person with some sort of positive feedback. Even if we get negative feedback, that's even that's that's even we know we have more room to grow, but we know that that person listened to it, and it's like, all right, like we know somebody out there is listening to it, mm-hmm. negative or positive. You just gotta. Yeah, I'm all about making it better. If it. Oh, absolutely. So if anybody has any rec, like we said before, like any recommendations on what you want to hear, who you want us to like bring on, like if you want to come on, if, if you, you want to, yeah, say. if you have an interest where you're like, oh, nobody does this, or like yeah. even if you have a common interest that you just love to talk about, whether it's sports basketball golfing weightlifting like playing Yu-Gi-Oh, pokemon anything like yeah if you were into pokemon go a couple years ago and you were just die hard come on here and share it for 20 minutes like we mm-hmm. want to hear that shit who know like 
who knows something weird that you did that just were weird to you or weird to us that led you down to it, like where you are now. Like mm-hmm. we want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hearing about people's passions is pretty cool. I was just telling one of the guys from work, Jake. He was on one of our episodes a while back, and I'm like, that's like one of my new things, dude. I noticed in like the last two years, I love running into people. And just asking them, like, questions that make them a little uncomfortable. But once they kind of, like, feel you out a little bit where you're not there to attack them, you're, like, you're genuinely interested in what they have to say. Mm -hmm. It's, like, you can see, like, the switch light in them where, like, they just kind of glow a little bit. And they're, like, oh, yeah. And they just, like, I ran into one guy. I don't remember what we were doing. We were down in Milwaukee for something. And I'm, like... You know, what do you do? He started talking about work or whatever, just kind of, like, breaking the ice with them. And then I'm like, like, what's your real passion, you know? And he, like, all of a sudden he, like, sat there and thought. He's like, my kids. And we talked about his kids for, like, 20 minutes. I didn't even know the guy. I just ran into him. And, like, he's, like, shaking my hand and, like, bro, hugging me. <laughs> like, when I laughed, I'm like, yeah, man. Like, I just, like, I just left, like, laughing and, like, smiling to myself because I'm like, I know that just, it like, affected that guy positively where he's going to be like, I had a good time, you know? Like, yeah, you're like a social butterfly like that. I do. I love running into people. Like, It's like at times, like I have like that switch. Like that, like when I'm at Anna's like family thing sometimes, I'm just kind of quiet. Like sometimes I'll be talking the whole time, but like her aunt's like, have you ever done like a personality test and stuff? Because they had to do them for work. She was working in healthcare and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. And like I was telling her. Because well, I went to school for psychology. Like, we did those, and we talked about them. Like, you analyze them and stuff. And, uh, like, agreeable and, like, outgoing and all that. And, like, <laughs> like basically a social butterfly. And she's like, you don't really say much. And I'm like, yeah, well, the, once that switch is flipped, like. Then give me a couple drinks. Yeah. Then oh, then I'll really back. get going. Then I'll be talking nonstop. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm the opposite. I don't, I don't know. I'm not much Yeah, of but a you're like. You're like when you run into somebody that has like a a common interest of yours, you're really good at you're oh, yeah. really good at like vinyls or something, like mute like music. music yeah. yeah, dude. You can really get into that with people and like you can see that on them like they're mm-hmm. like feeding it back and you're just going back with them and I I love that stuff. Yeah, I guess down in Alabama when we were at that Florabama, dude, I was talking to this Did we talk about that ever? I don't think so. Maybe. I don't know. Go ahead. Well, we were down in Alabama, and we went to this, and everything was still shut down. So there's like one bar, and it's Florabama, and it's right on the border of Florida and Alabama. So for one night, we're like, well, let's go out one night. And we go out to this bar, and they have like five stages of bands going on, and like it's packed, and like people are ripping darts at the stage, and like... It was just a just big. A, it was a, just a party. Yeah, it was. And it we, was awesome. We all got like split up at first. Like you and Anna went, and then like John and Carly went. I went by myself. Like all of a sudden, I find this stage that's playing like seventies rock, and there's all it's a, some cover band. And just some older like guys yeah, in their fifties, and they're killing it. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were. It was awesome. They were absolutely killing it, and I'm talking to this older guy and he's like dude you think these guys are good you gotta wait for this next band he's like this guitarist he's like if you play guitar 
and you know anything at all about like music, like any sort of theory, he's like, this dude, you, you, you got to see him. I'm like getting all excited. I'm like, all right, all right. And sure fucking shit, this dude is like crazy good. And me and this, I forget the guy's name even, but he was like, what are you doing over there? No, but I, yeah, me and this dude were riffing back and forth about like music the whole yeah, night. But yeah, I remember because like we were all like you were just to our left in front of us. Oh yeah, I, for, I like, forgot that I was even there with anybody. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, look at Jay to like Anna. I'm like, he is just in this. <laughs> he is just locked in on the music with this guy. Like they're just like bobbing heads. Like yeah, like <laughs> oh, I, I have a little clip actually. I'll. I'll see. I don't know really what it is. Might have to delete this out if there's some yelling, but you can just kind of hear like the then there was a guy on a saxophone and oh, no, he had a trumpet. He had a trumpet. And this girl just had these bold. Yeah, the trumpet. That's what it was. It was just a, it was a good vibe, and I highly suggest if you guys are interested in live music and you were in the area of Florida or Alabama on a vacation or just passing through, stop into that bar and yeah, just, I mean, there was, there was stages all over the place. The thing was like built out of like deck boards, it looked like, <laughs> and everywhere you went, Every single band was just playing covers for all these, like Jason Aldean, Luke Combs, mm -hmm. and just country music, rock, like anywhere you went, different music, and everybody was killing it. It was so cool, and like everybody there, you could just tell was just into it. And it, yeah, like that was Jay's thing. Like we, he did not want to leave there that night, and I didn't. I didn't want to leave. That was just. It was the vibe was just awesome. Yeah. But, I can I wasn't remember gonna leave. multiple times just looking. Like, I'd look out. Jay would be, like, 10 feet over from me, just locked in, like, <laughs> watching this guy rip. This guy on the guitar was, like, in his 20s, I think. Yeah, he's and pretty he young. was just ripping on the thing. Oh, and then the guy at the trumpet, like, oh, man. I would go back and listen to that. I would, that was just awesome. Yeah, that dude and his wife, I wish I could remember their names. But, like, I was talking to the guy, and then turns out like his wife is like even more into like following this guy around like mm -hmm. apparently this dude was like the guitarist was in some other band that they heard of and then like got into this band with and they were telling me the whole story and like they were both super into it so then once you get that backstory then i was you're really into it yeah because they took like an intermission that we were like talking about yeah. it all yeah I wish that first band would have kept going. I though. wish too. Like we got there a little bit at like what did we get? Maybe twenty minutes of them. If those guys were freaking, I liked them. I liked the music they were playing better than like the jazz, like rock. That yeah, they were the playing. Next band like, played, the, but yeah, they were playing. The first band was playing like Bad Company and like Sweet and yeah, uh, and they they just and it was like 
an older crowd around at the time mm-hmm. too like because it was earlier in the night still but oh man yeah the second band was more of like a like a jazz blues rock like, yeah they just like riffed off of each other still killed if, it but if you're not into like that kind of where it's like they're just doing their own thing like jamming with each other then that band probably wasn't for you but yeah yeah if I'm you don't into that yeah so. i know i get what you're like if you're looking for vocals and songs that you know there were tons of bands there that you could go listen to yeah but I think it was just something so different, and it was just something... We yeah. were just all locked in. Like, everybody had a good time listening mm-hmm. to them. And we, you didn't know this music they were playing, but they were playing music, and it was just good music. And like you was, said, just bouncing off each other, and they were yeah. so good. They just bonded so well. Yeah, you're like, hey, man, I think I think that we're getting going soon. Or someone's like, we're getting going soon. I'm like, all right, well, you guys can go. I'll find my own way home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were adamant. I'm and getting... I was like, I will. Like, I'm like, in my head, my plan was they'll leave. There's a big-ass hotel right yeah, next door. And I'm like, I'll close this fucker down, walk, get a fucking room. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And then you guys can just pick me up in the morning when someone's going to get coffee or something. That is my regret, though. We left way too early from there. But yeah, they wanted, they wanted to get going. Yeah, yeah I, I can respect that. Yeah. We yeah. were there for a while. I, I loved it, though. Like. And just seeing you into it, I made me just like like it even more. I'm just like, I remember a few times I'm like, yeah, Jay, <laughs> just yelling with you because I was, was just, locked in. It was awesome. Yeah, I kind of felt bad because like you guys, like like I said, we all went in there separate, and then we all like found yeah, each other. Yeah. And I didn't move from that stage. I'm like, you guys can, like, I'm Go fine whatever, just standing yeah. here by myself, but I I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't leaving. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I should have done. Yeah. <laughs> the best one of that was with the whole uh, election and then it was like oh, yeah. it was from the movie and it was yeah. like about Trump where he's like I fucking leave it. <laughs> I was fucking dying. The internet. Yeah. What do you think's going to finally break the internet? Like oh, there's so many things where people are like the internet's broken and then they like like did the memes lately uh, like or like the tiktoks with mm-hmm. biden and just yeah. people saying like i yeah we got our like opinions on politics we don't really dive into it too much here not yet i'm we have a buddy brendan he's gonna come on and i'm we'll sure put our tinfoil hats on. yeah we're gonna get into it on that episode but <laughs> just us oh man i can't wait for that one too that's gonna be a good one but we are definitely going to offend some people there. Good. We don't care. We're sharing our opinions and views on things. But anyways, the freaking TikToks with Joe Biden lately have mm-hmm. just been... You get them from so many people, too, and I'm just like, where do you... And all of a sudden, like, a little TikTok thing comes up at the end of the video. You're like, oh, my Lord. The best one lately was Kamala, where she's like, do not come. <laughs> then it was Trump's like, I'm going to come. <laughs> He does, he does that little like hand yeah, flip, like yeah, ah. yeah, ah, yeah. I think Joe Rogan had that on his story too. Oh my gosh, and she's so serious. Like, do not come. I'm gonna come. Like, ah. You guys probably know exactly what we're talking about. That was that was trending for quite some time. Oh, that's great. Did you hear about what? What just like there's some company like Amazon or something. 
that like the internet like it went it went out did you hear about I that hear i heard like it, maybe it wasn't amazon there's like a bunch of big companies that like were shut down for like a little bit of time like you mean like Robinhood closing trading? No. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> we talked about that a little bit too. Yeah, that was the uh that was right when GameStop was blowing up. Oh, that was, was with Josh maybe? Mhm. Yeah, go check that episode out if you guys are interested in. That one was probably one of our a most bit popular of ones. Market news. Yeah, that was. That did get a couple couple That one we, probably got 7 views. Hey, we've been in, we've been in the double digits. I know. I you like told it. me that this morning, yep. or that this morning, before we started recording. Yeah. One by one, man. Pretty soon it'll be 10 by 10. Pretty soon we'll get to 50. Actually, you know what? I have a... We should try to get another episode in, maybe Saturday or Sunday. Gucci TV, Jake Hipschman, the old hunting public, Ted. Oh, yeah. Get, those guys are all in town right now. That'd be something sweet to get, mm-hmm. get on. Actually... I'll text him right now. Maybe we can plan something out. Yeah, that'd be dope. Oh, let me send this quick. Let me look at my phone like I'm sending something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it was, though. There's something that, like, some big company, like, went down for... A certain amount of time, it was like ten minutes or something. Why was it so big? Like, I don't. People I don't, just couldn't get their orders in, or like something. Was it the AAR release website no. went down? Did you get anything from that release? Mm-mm, did you? I was gonna get I the. Did. Sh- what'd I you got get? Two shirts and a hat. I haven't got anything for a while. What hat did you get? The flag, the flag hat with the axe and sledge logo in the middle. No, I was gonna get that one. It was between that one. Did you get the titties hat? No, that was sold out. That was like one of the only things sold out. I got on there a little late. It was like ten o'clock last night when I went on and looked. Um, fuck, I don't even remember what hat I got. I was so interested in the shirts. I got the work fucking harder mm-hmm. shirt and just work shirt, and then my hat. I think it said, oh, no, it just says Roughneck. I'm like, ah, my other, my, my hunting public hats are all getting worn down. My duck's hunting hat's getting worn down, like the patches are. But then I have a nice hunting public hat that I don't like wearing to work and stuff because it's got white and stuff on it. But then I wear this AAR hat all the time, which I freaking, I love this hat. Like, like the colors and stuff of this one, but the other one is black. So I'm like, I don't have to worry about it really getting... Dirty and shit. Yeah, I was gonna get the shorts, but then they were like thirty-five bucks, mm-hmm. and I'm like, mm-hmm. I like them. But I, I'm waiting much. for the freaking t-shirt thing. For that was supposed to be this one. That's what the I thought. release. He was saying he was gonna do it. We better get on them. That's all. I gotta buy another shirt too. Gucci TV. Gucci just got out a bunch of shirts, so he's in town with some of them. So I'm like, up. Oh, better get me one of them. I've never Sup- read him. Support the man. You'd like him. He's he's a kind-hearted fella. He actually, uh, so he was interning with Jake and those guys for the hunting public. But his main goal was just to learn the video editing and all that and then uh, start a waterfall channel. He just loves doing waterfall hunting. He's from Missouri. He is, I think he might have, I think he might have just turned 21 or he's a younger, a younger guy. And, uh, dude, he, 
it was like a super awesome opportunity to to intern with the hunting public but he started his channel this last fall and he's already at like a couple thousand subscribers really yeah and his videos are pretty good it's awesome to see that too so gooch congratulations keep that shit up it's really cool to see and he's consistent about it like he like keeps trying offering content different kind of content like like obviously you can't be hunting waterfall right now like, mm -hmm. yeah you kind of got a little experience on the waterfall uh yeah I living, still, living the life it's fall. i like that yeah. yeah jay had actually i literally just saw a comment on the last video that we the halloween hunt where we just hammered him yeah. you came with and <laughs> you get in the blind <laughs> he's wearing like size 13 boots and he's got a size 10 foot and no dude i got a size eight foot. <laughs> so he's wearing boots that are twice the size Mate, i got small feet and i'm like i'm like get in the blind like these birds are working us and he starts running <laughs> he leaves the boot out there and just and we were breaking ice yeah too. it was cold <laughs> so i think would you do take your socks off? Yeah, and then, and I, then I I had a, win, a I had a winter hat yep. and I put my winter hat as a sock. <laughs> uh, yeah. You guys can actually check out that video. It's uh the Halloween hunt. It's on our YouTube channel. Same thing you'd go to to watch these ones. I think that's a nine two zero waterfall is the YouTube channel. I was thinking about changing the name up of that. I started the channel with the intentions to do like a lot of hunting vlogs. But I'm more into, like, I'm not so much into, like, the recording of the hunting. And plus, I don't have any good camera and stuff. And I don't really want to, I don't really want to get into buying a ton of filming stuff for that. Because I'm not so much into recording the hunts as I am into the camaraderie and just working the birds and, like, helping. Like, I love bringing new people to the sport and, like, working my dog, like, that's my passion towards it mm -hmm. so yeah the the video it doing like the videos of it that is a whole job in itself and to to do all the other parts of the hunt would kind of take away from what i am passionate about towards it so yeah that might sounds like an excuse but if you're actually out there and you've experienced it you'd kind of get what i'm saying yeah. like you, there's so much to it there's so much to it that you really kind of got to do like the one or the other type thing. There's a reason people have somebody with them recording when they're out doing all the work to get, get the hunt done to have a good successful hunt. It takes a lot of time and a lot of planning. And if you don't plan, sometimes you just get lucky, but nine times out of 10, it's a lot of planning and just, and if the birds just fall into place, you know, but yeah, you got a little, little taste of that this year mm -hmm. it was cool like she's like i'll just come and i'll just record you guys so yeah that's what i was gonna get at is he was recording us with his uh, iphone and somebody commented on the video today they're like your audio sucks ass <laughs> <laughs> I, re I just replied i'm like that's the power of the iphone baby <laughs> like yeah what do you want from us <laughs> like it was a good hunt there's like so actually some decent footage for just being a iphone but mm -hmm. it was really just to kind of capture the memory not to not to be a freaking cinematic production but yeah like i said where i mean i think that stuff is cool it turns out really cool when people do that but that's not what we're like into 
mm-hmm. for it. I mean, I would love if somebody came along and did that. Like we did have a hunt. There's, I think you can actually. That's on the hunting public. We did a a goose hunt. It was a eight man, eight man before the sun came up, like twenty minutes early season. You can look that up on the hunting public channel. But that was like something cool to see, like Gooch and Jake recorded, and like it was, it had like that cinematic feel to it, and like it was really cool because it like captures the memory of all of it, and you can like, I I can play that hunt over and over in my mind, and then just pull it up on there, and like it just like brings you right back to what you're doing, like just the enjoyment with all the guys, like it's just you're just bullshitting the whole time, and it's just, it's just so fun versus like I never really got into deer hunting where people just sit in the stand, and like, mm-hmm. I mean. I like me to dive into people's like passions. Like, yeah, I'll show like interest in it with you when you're talking about it and stuff. And like, I want to know about it and like how you feel. And uh, like, it was awesome for you. So it's awesome for me, mm-hmm. but, but like, it's not, it's not my thing. And ducks are just like a pretty animal. I rem- dude, I can remember like the first couple of ducks we shot. Jay's kind of just like holding it in his lap. Like, like kind of like petting it. He's like, <laughs> I wasn't petting. You're like, dude, look at the feathers on these things, and it is like they got like these fluorescent different colors, and yeah. I'm like, and I loved it because I'm just like, it was awesome to see him light up about it, and then because I have, I'm so passionate about it, where it was cool to see him kind of like, he had that glow, like, dang, like this is what it's about, and like that it is, like you harvest the birds and we'll take them back, we'll we'll cook them up right away like we'll all hang out and like it's it's not just the hunt like it's all of that like you're i don't know you're feeding yourselves and you're just there's so much enjoyment out of it besides just the hunt itself mm-hmm. and like yeah like you said like the birds are just super pretty and then watching them work like if you can get them just to be working you and then all of a sudden they're flying away and you can like hit the call just right and then you can just kind of convince them to pull in pull in and then and then you just got them on that like line, and then they just come, they just set right into your spread. And when they lock up, like that is just the sweetest, dude. Oh, I love that. Like I could take that and not shoot any of them, and it would just be awesome. Like I just like I like calling them, and when they work good, it's awesome. Yeah, if you guys are interested in that, check out the hunting public. They got the goose hunt, and then you can check out our channel for some of the and check out Gucci TV. He's going to be going balls of the walls this year doing it. He did a great job last year with it, but I am sure like he's just getting better and better with the camera. And the better he gets, the better those videos are going to get. So it's going to be a pretty sweet, sweet season to see. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, hopefully those guys come on. That'd be freaking awesome. Yeah, that's coming up already. Mm-hmm. A couple months. September, dude. Literally two months. All right, I got to take a piss. You can either bullshit. No, I'm not good at right, that. just pause it. <laughs> good to go? Yeah. We had some issues before. Um, this is the second time that we've actually started the episode because the first time we were about five minutes in and... We had an air recording, so we started over. Yeah, it just stopped. Um, yeah, so we were just telling our buddy about how we had issues, and you worked through the issues, and all of a sudden, boom, we get a freaking issue. Um, Luckily, it wasn't like... Don't even say it. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess I didn't really give any uh, feedback or 
background into like what the hunting public is. So and we're and we're kind of talking about uh, going after opportunities when they when they arise. So one of our buddies that we grew up with, Jake, he went out to Iowa to do an internship with Midwest Whitetail. And this was like four or five years ago now. Might might even be longer. Anyways, he went out there, and the guys that he went out there with decided that they wanted to leave Midwest and do their own thing. So they were living in this old, like, rental, and one of the guys was married and living with his wife. So I think it was just three of them, or four of them at the time. It was Greg, Zach, Aaron, and Jake as the intern. And they started The Hunting Public, which is tailored to people, the public, who hunt. It's not just hunting public land, but that's what they do a ton of. Like, a lot, 99% of their videos are going out, scouting public land, and then chasing whitetail. So these guys decided they wanted to, to go out, start their own thing, and, I mean... They would, dude, it was so raw, like basically living out of tents, just traveling to different spots like Iowa, Missouri, Alabama, different state, Nebraska, just out of their freaking beat up old ass cars, just living in tents, living in the car, plugging their shit in like at little RV parks and stuff to charge their batteries and like all their, all their camera gear sitting down in pavilions at parks and just editing videos and then putting them out, like just putting tons and tons of content out. And they just started blowing up, dude. I think after like year one or two, like we were looking at, it was like, you're kind of looking at their subscribers because it was like the YouTube account, right? You got to get so many before like, Mm -hmm. you're kind of like making money off that. But then, then there's like your Amazon affiliate links and like other companies that are like, offering you to sell products and things like that but their biggest thing is not putting all these ads out like all the other hunting pages do all these big time channels where it's all 25 minutes of ads and five minutes of hunting and most of the time they're on a game farm or whatever (laughs) so these guys are just raw out in the freaking woods like explaining all their tactics to people like wind bombs how to set stands like where the how to tell where deer are traveling like where they're gonna bed and like what they're eating all the freaking details and like to like the minuscule amounts of like what this deer is gonna do and basically they would like tell you their plan and this wild animal that they're chasing a smart fucking mature whitetail and it execute it and they would execute it, dude. And it was just freaking awesome to watch. And it just started blowing up. And it's so cool to see now because they, I would say they are one of the biggest hunting pages now. Like, and they're, and there's still, you'll run into like people that have been hunting and like they watch all this, the online stuff and they've been doing it for 20 years. They don't know who they are yet. Dude, I cannot imagine where they're going to be in another five years. It's going to be, it's freaking awesome. Like they're finally, they're finally doing well. Like they're not, you know, they're not struggling to get by and stuff. Like they have nicer things now. And people are like, Oh, I miss, I miss when you guys would drive beat up cars and shit. And it's like, dude, like that's like one thing, but it's like, you got to understand like these, these guys need to get from a to B to see to to record to do this shit 
to get back home. Like they can't have this. Like one, they got the financial stress of paying for their hunting stuff, their tags, all like their food. Like yeah, but they can't struggle just to drive a vehicle. Like they were mad when they bought like a, a newer vehicle, not like a brand new truck. But they yeah, bought but a, that uh, that's like. That's like when you say that a band sold out, you know, like you guys are sellouts because you're, you're, they work from their some, fucking you know, garage like, to get to, you know, like, it's like, well, they were beating if, on if drums I'm, and shit. If they keep doing their shitty cars and they're yeah. living out of their tents, it's not going to be the same vibe yes. because they know they don't have to do it. Yes. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Where they got, they had that good vibe in the beginning doing that because they knew they had to do it and yeah. they had that goal and that vision yeah. but they stew their content is still like yeah down to earth like true to exactly what they're doing like none of that has varied it's just the fact that they don't have like the shittiest equipment now but it's like it's like i think it's just super awesome to see so if any of you guys listen to this congratulations to you guys for doing what you're doing it's uh, i hope i wish you guys the best of luck and i hope it continues to keep on growing like like they are becoming their own brand and it's just it's super awesome. Like and fuck anybody who is hating on that for them to go out and grow that shit. Like I know there are people around here that talk shit about that and it's like fuck you. Like cuz they're out making making a name for themselves and everybody out here is these big hunters and they know what's good and what's right and oh that's cuz they got the best land and blah blah blah. No, fuck you, dude. Like I think it it is super awesome to see that those guys are turning it into something as big as it is. Who are you texting over there, your girlfriend? No, I don't have a girlfriend. No. Um. Let me pause this for a second. All right, I don't know where we just left off, but I just got off the phone with Jake, too. He said I would love to come on for an episode or whatever, so I'm sure him and Gooch would freaking join us. Sunday, if we could do maybe. one Sunday. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was just thinking. I got to do a bid. The guy wants us to do his roof. So I got to go over there Sunday afternoon, but right after that, dude, I'd be 100% down to, to get on and do that. I'll see him tomorrow, so I'll plan some shit out with him and get her down, dude. Sure. What were we talking about before? I don't know. This is a good transition because <laughs> we have no other choice but to transition. It's like you pause it for like one second. People are like, how do you forget what you're talking about? Because yeah. we were just talking for five minutes when it was on pause. That's the, yeah, I had to show that's that. the way of the road, bubs. Yeah. Way of the road. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's we've had uh, we've had like people interested in coming on, but. It is nerve-wracking, I think, to, like, well, we were nervous as shit to do it the first couple of times we did this. Like, we're like, oh, it feels so weird. Like, mm-hmm. But really, like, you we're just talking to each other, you know? Like, I, and I think, like, the person that we are, ta- like, interested in having on is, is nervous to come on in a way. I, like, they're not going to say that. They want, they want to. Like, they're, mm-hmm. Very interested in coming on, but I know there are, like, nerves as well inside them where they're like, I don't know if it's the right thing to do. Like, 
Dude, and then you're, it's and putting then you're, yourself in that uncomfortable yeah. situation that's going to help you make those changes. Because then you're like, well, do I have anything positive to yeah. like, bring yeah. to this? Or like, do I, am I like, do I have like the knowledge of something? And it's like, dude, I'm the biggest fucking idiot there is on this podcast. Every single one, I guarantee it, <laughs> dude. But like, everybody has something to offer. Yeah. And for you to just tell yourself that you have nothing to offer, like you're selling yourself short. Mm-hmm. You have something to offer. Like everybody has their own interest in different things. We might learn something from somebody that we never even thought of, or just you didn't have an, you, you didn't even know it was a thing until they came on and started talking about something. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like the other day, we, me and Jay did that episode, and I started talking to him about uh, sociopaths and how common it is. That we didn't do that on here. Though. We didn't do it on here, but I'm saying the other day when after the recording or whatever, we oh, were yeah. talking about yeah, yeah. that. And you're looking at me like, no, no. And I'm like, it's more common than you think. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm, we were trying to look up the percentages of it and like what a sociopath really entails. And he's like, I think I know a couple of them. I'm like, it is like much more common than you think. Like, it's like one of those things where all of a sudden then you were just diving into it. You spent your whole day Sunday just mm-hmm. watching. YouTube videos, Googling it, like, what the hell? I, like, I couldn't, I've always heard of, like, psychopaths and sociopaths, but I just thought that was just, like, a slang term for, like, a crazy person. Yeah. I didn't know there was actually, like... It's a personality. Like, yeah. Like, that is, like, who people are. And, and I, I guess I haven't really... Well, I know there are, like, certain life events that lead somebody down into, like, that path, but I don't really know a hundred percent how they are formed into that that way of thinking and Mm -hmm. that how they actually develop that personality but that'd be something cool that we like if we both kept diving into you know and then we just brought that on and talked about that like be something cool to to really go dive into 20 minutes of talking about that because i think there's a lot of people out there that would be like that's why this person acts like this Mm -hmm. i think we got onto that topic because I was telling you how, like, when you meet new people or you people are becoming your friends or they've been your friends for so many years. But then I, we might have talked about how there's, like, a give and take in relationships, right? That I, we talked about, I think, on yeah, the podcast. The way I remember it happening was I was kind of zoning off like I do <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> little, little, wait, wait, what were we talking about? A little tuned up and then... You just kind of <laughs> zone off a little bit, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Yeah, dude," and he's a fucking sociopath. I think he's a real sociopath. And I'm like, "What is that?" I'm like, "What are you talking about? Like, why would you say that about somebody?" And you're like, "No, dude, that's a real thing." And like, you're telling me all this shit, and then like, they're yeah, that it's like a real trait that like people have. Like, and I'm like, and you're telling me about it, and I was just like. I remember, yeah, I know. Like, you're just like, what? And then you'd ask me another question. Well, how can you tell? And I'm like, look, like I don't. You wanna... can't tell, dude. Yeah, you can't tell. There's no like physical trait besides they start fucking you over, <laughs> and then you know that like they're doing X, Y, well, Z. That's a yeah, trait of yeah. a sociopath. So, like we, yeah, that's how you like when you're when you are friends with somebody and like you're like, why do they always do this or like why do they do like certain things and like it's their personality, but when it's like there's a lot of different things that can entail like why a person is a sociopath but which that's why like maybe we should dive into this on another episode we won't do it now like eventually you gotta get going but um 
it was like how you like I analyze the shit out of people and it's not it's not to be judgmental or I'm not judging them. I'm just literally trying to figure out who they are. And you were like kind of like feeling weird. You're like, well, are you, you know, are you analyzing me and stuff? Yeah, because like, you were telling well, me there's... that. And then I'm like, dude, am I a sociopath? <laughs> I'm like, well, there's a, <laughs> there's a reason I still hang around you. Like you have good traits. Like you, you do offer good things to like the friendship. It's not just a one-sided. You but know. you are a sociopath. Yeah, but you are fucked in the head. No, <laughs> no, like. I don't know. It's just something that everybody should be aware of. It's not that you're analyzing them so you can take advantage of them or to degrade them or like be negative towards them. But a sociopath will analyze somebody so they can use the mm-hmm. stuff against them. And they don't feel like any no, remorse. Yeah. There's no yeah. conscience there. So They're they'll find a black all, hole. Yep, they'll find all that dirt on you and then they'll use that against you for, for their own benefit. Yeah, that's what we should. We'll do an episode on that. I'll go into like different personality disorders, and then yeah. I'll I'll, li- I'll label. So like, there's a in in the psychology world, like psychiatrist, psychology, psychologist. So it's diff- the two. The main difference between a psychiatrist and a psychologist, the psychiatrist will go to medicine right away, like using medication to. They can prescribe medication to help. Where a psychologist will kind of like use coping mechanisms and really kind of help you like walk through your steps and and give you different ways to analyze like why you're acting certain ways or how to change your actions. I believe that there should be a, like people with mental health problems should see both a psychi- psychologist and then a psychiatrist. Like they should work together hand in hand, a psychologist and a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Where, like, the Western medicine type is just give you the medicine and boom. Like, when I think of psychology, I think of a more like a Chinese traditional type, you know, where, you know, you know what that is? So, like, mm-hmm. that's, like, how they use, like, acupuncture or, oh, like, yeah, like yeah. herbal essences, like, things like that. Laying on a bed of nails. Yeah, like, things like that. But there are, like, there is scientific evidence that that it can like things like that can be beneficial so i think what people should do is go to a psychologist learn like different coping mechanisms like do that for a while and then the psychologist should work with the psychiatrist to give them medicine so like if you're like serotonin or dopamine receptors and like cortisol like all that's not working right then they should give you medicine to help with it but you should also learn the coping mechanism like if you have anxiety like, this is one thing that pisses me off. Like, everybody has anxiety. Like, mm-hmm. everybody has it. Like, some people have severe cases of it, but it's because they don't, like, nine times out of ten, they just don't know how to cope with it. Mm-hmm. Right? So then they're taking medicine, and it's just, like, giving you this blah feeling. Like, it's just shutting you down, so you don't have them freaking spikes and, dr- like, you know what I'm, you know what I'm getting yeah. at? I think that is where it's, like, shitty, where we just turn to the medicine right away. It's like, no. Especially with young kids, like, why are we giving them medicine? We should be teaching these kids how to deal with these stressors. Yeah, right. Like, I know a ton of people that are on anxiety medication who are taking, oh, what's the fucking, oh, man, what's the drug that I'm thinking of? Google go, Google that quick. Can you do that on there? Can I look it on my I'll phone? I'll look on my phone. This is, we got to keep this point going. Um, Anti-anxiety medicine? Yeah, the, it's like the number one. Man, what is Rexalti? it? 
No. Oh, well, they're benzos is what it is, but... Um, oh, dude. Xanax. Oh, Xanax. So you got these freaking... Dude, I went to school with so many people that were on Xanax because they had anxiety. You ever fucking take it? Okay, I'm not... I guess I won't really get into that, but people literally take Xanax to just go out and party and, like, black the fuck out. Basically just, like, lose your sense of emotions and shit. Yeah. It's like, why are we giving these people these benzos that are just, like, shutting them down? We should be teaching them to deal with these stressors. That, I, that's a whole other freaking subject that we could really get into. We should do one. We're going to do one of those episodes once. We'll just So, anyway, what I was getting at is with the – in psychology, they use a – it's called – there's different – there's different – um. Uh, not chapters, but additions. So, like, the DSM-3, 4, like, those are outdated. So now they use the DSM-5. Like, that's the new up-to-date code that psychologists and psychiatrists will use to diagnose somebody. So, like, we'll, we'll use an example. We'll use anxiety as an example. We'll see if it comes up. You usually have to get the freaking. All right. So then there's a criteria that you have to meet. So generalized anxiety disorder. So excessive anxiety and worry occurring more than more days than not for at least six months. So you get what that is? Like you have to have anxiety mm-hmm. for more than 50% of the, those days. Yeah. The individual finds it difficult to control the worry. The anxiety and worry are associated with three or more. So now, like, if you wanted to go get prescribed Xanax, you could just say you had anxiety, and you had to have at least three of these six symptoms. Muscle tension, irritability, being easily fatigued, restless, difficulty concentrating or mind going blank, and sleep disturbance. How many times do you have those anyways? Yeah. Like that's what just I'm, because you don't know how to like cope like with it. you could just like uh, there's like there's some there's some like disorders where it's like you have that shit every day, but it's literally part of life. You don't go in there and get general like you don't get to turn into a zombie. Yeah, like th- like that's where I think where like the Western medicine where like there's a pill for everything uh, that is just sh- it's so shitty. Yeah, it, like having different stressors and there are times in your life where like every single day you're gonna feel stressed. Like, if you're at a job that you don't like or you're around people that you hate, like, you can't stand, you're living in bad conditions, like, you're like you're financially struggling, you're going to have multiple things. Like, you're not going to be able to sleep. You're going to be – your mind. if you don't get good sleep, you're, you can't focus on shit. Your mind's wandering all the time. You're feeling stressed. Like, just sleep alone can fuck up yeah. five of those things. Like, ah, that's where I like I, – that's one reason, I think, when I was going to school where I'm like – I can't do this. Like, I, I can't just be like telling these people that they're fucked up when like yeah. these are things that just are part of life. To me, that's, well, that's how like, I see it. Like what Andy says, but about it's not stress. what Western medicine is. You listen to that podcast. I don't know which one it was. I think it was the one with Tim Grover actually. But Andy says, "You don't want to feel stress in your life." He goes, "Well, guess what? If you ain't having stress in your life." means you ain't fucking doing anything. And yeah. And like going off on it. It's like, it's so fucking true. Like, dude, if you don't have like some sort of stress or anxiety, you know, it's that's like, what I'm saying. Like, if you're not you, doing anything for like. six months. If you're starting a business, you think that you're not going to be stressed out. 
at least half of those days. If that means you're not taking risk. That means you're not like you're sitting you're in that comfort anything. zone. Like that's, that's exactly what, what we're talking about. Yeah. So like it, that's that's why I think it is wild when you look at these disorders and then you're or like, like it like, is against the norm to like do these kinds of like maybe that's what it is. So like I actually had a class. It's called abnormal psych. And then the they the big de- the one of the first days we talked about what's abnormal. So mm-hmm. what's normal? What's abnormal? Like me leaving that comfortable position of being in a good career like that guy like could be there forever have a good good pension good yeah. health like me leaving that that's abnormal like you're going against what like the society is so but like then that goes back to what we talk about where society glorifies mediocrity yeah. because those people that are at the top that the one percent. The one percent. The you know. The one percent of the one percent. They're gonna push that because they need you to do. They need you. They need workers. They, they need just, you comfortable yeah. and just like. To just be okay yeah. with getting by because that's what really is like Bezos. Like you look at like people talk so much shit about like how the working conditions are there. Like, dude, he grew that with people that were okay with just. Mm-hmm. having a job being there like showing up every day they hated it but they just they didn't make any fucking changes and they that's what they're doing mm-hmm. but they're growing his empire for him like do you hear what bezos not to change the subject but go ahead i mean we probably could switch off this because i can i mean i yeah. can rip into it but do you hear bezos with his clock he wants to make he's gonna make a clock in the side of a mountain and it's gonna go for like ten thousand years or something like that yeah <laughs> I think Rogan talked about that on his, but when I was, uh, I was in a, another class, a leadership class and I used him as one of my like examples of like studying like mm-hmm. good leaders. And the teacher was like, Oh really? Like there's a lot of negative press towards him and stuff. But I'm like, look what he fucking grew. Yeah. Like <laughs> there, he's doing something right. Like you, I was talking to John, like you kind of do have to be an ass at times. Like, when you are trying to grow something that big, but like that was his goal, like to get to like where he is, you know, but I read there, I mean, there are some things where like one out of five CEOs are a sociopath. I could like have that character, like personality. Mm -hmm. I can see that. You know what else was crazy? I read is that like a sociopath, a psychopath and a narcissist, how there's, how those are all three connected. Mm -hmm. Like a, a psychopath is also a sociopath and is also a narcissist. But you can be a narcissist but and you, not be a psychopath. But if you're, a, <laughs> but if you're a narcissist, you're not a sociopath a or yeah. a psychopath. But if you're a, but you have to, ha- if you're a sociopath, you have to have narcissistic yep. personality. Yeah. And if you're, a, and if you're a psychopath, you have to have narcissistic traits yep. and sociopathic traits. Yep. So there's like that pyramid, dude. That but goes now on. you see why I was so interested in all that. Mm-hmm. Like, and be, and my biggest thing was like personal development, leadership. Like I love being able to help people and like kind of lead them down like a positive path. You don't have to be a fucking CEO or own your own business or like you can you can go work in a career and like if you're happy with that, that's fine with me. But my biggest thing is just to get people to like really be happy about what they're doing and like even if they're not like happy about it all the time at least they're they're aware they're aware of it and they're aware that they're the ones that determine like how they're feeling like 
I, I read a quote when actually I think I heard this quote when I was at a Advocare um, convention. So that's kind of one of the ways I got started on the whole person development was from like a teacher of mine who was a mentor of mine. But um, one of the guy one of the guys said you can't change how people act, but you can change how you react. Mm-hmm. And like that's stuck with me since I was eighteen. Like. When people do shit to you, you can't change their actions, but you can change how that affects you and how you react to it. Like, And that, through that, I think just that alone can get you through so much shit that happens and comes your way. Like, I guess I'm just using, like, me leaving work as an example because it's fresh in my mind. It just happened. Like, I don't want to keep on talking about that, yeah. but it is, like, it's just my reality right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get so much shit for that, but I am just... Like, that's one reason that I'm not going to give one fuck. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm the one that determines how I react to it. Like, I don't have to let that bother me, and I'm not going to let it bother me. If it does bother me, it's going to be for my benefit, not not to, like, hurt me or pull me down. Right. You probably want to get going. Yeah. What are we at here? Pretty, I think. 101. Yeah, we got an hour. That's all right. I want to, I want to, next... The next next week or whatever, when we don't have nothing going, we got to do a psychology podcast. We'll do one, and we'll take before we do it. We'll take we could write this down. We'll take uh, personality quizzes, and then we'll like analyze each one of our okay. personality quizzes. Hopefully, we have a guest on or two. Like that'd be sweet too, just to get like more variety in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Then we'll just go through each one. I think that'll take an hour itself just to oh, like yeah. dive into each person, and then. Because if we do it with people that we really know too, we'll be able to like point out the traits and be like, I can remember this, this, and this. Like, like, or how do you think you became that person? And a lot of it is the parents, like who, who you grew up around, like your grandparents, your family, like how you were raised. Like a lot of that, the first six years of your life, you're a fucking sponge. So Mm -hmm. like, I think it'll be cool to like analyze that and like talk to people about, you know, what do you think happened the first few years of your life that really kind of led you to where you are now. But that's not permanent too. So if you guys right. don't use that as an excuse or play the victim card of, well, I grew up around an alcoholic dad or my mom and dad were on drugs. They weren't around like to a certain extent that will fuck you up. I grew up with tons of like different kids that came through our house and siblings through foster care that have all had fucked up backgrounds and fucked up parents. And I can tell you that some made the right decisions and some let that lead them down a path of destruction. And some are working on changing that the way it is. Like, mm-hmm. But that goes back to my parents, like not playing the victim card. Like my dad does not, like he doesn't, he's not about that. And it's up to you after I I don't know like when you got when you're 18 and you got your own freedoms like that's definitely one turning point that you can right there like no more excuses after that like mm-hmm. you're out on your own that's up to you to make those changes. Anything else? I'll close it out. No, no, I have nothing. All right. Well, I think that's a, a solid ending. So uh, don't play the victim card and maybe go uh go try a personality test yourself there are some pretty reliable ones we can i can put some of them in the links when i put them up on facebook and youtube go try them out and see what 
changes you need to make. Like, you know what you need to do to change yourself for the better. And I'm sure you've had feedback from people around you that have, have told you, you know, you know, you're being an ass about this or, you know, you're destructive towards your own. Like, I know a few people that are destructive towards relationships, especially when it becomes with a significant other. Mm-hmm. So use that for the better. Anyways, you guys can check us out on six different platforms. The most common ones we use are YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Our Follow U- us on Instagram. Our, oh, and, yep, our YouTube is 920 Waterfall. Our Spotify and Apple Music are Don't Want to Hear, and I believe our Instagram is Don't Want to Hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a new logo. You'll be, I mean, it, it says it right on there. Like It'll pop up. You, you can't miss it. Anyways, guys, thanks for sticking around for this one. Um, share it with a friend or co-worker, whatever it is. I mean, if you enjoy it, don't be afraid to tell somebody that it's made a difference for you. And, you, you know, if you think you can help somebody else, just share it. If you want to get on, send us a DM or send us a text or Snapchat. We've had a few of them, so it'll be interesting to see uh, who's on the next couple episodes. Peace.